The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the Monday morning version this week. I am Scott Jensen, joined again by Jeff Erickson. Happy to have Jeff back after a couple of weeks of uh, of guest hosting here. We are sponsored by WinBet. That's W-Y-N-N Bet. Uh, we do appreciate them for the sponsorship. If you could please rate review the podcast, it goes a long way towards helping us out, too. Uh, if you're listening to us uh, on audio, thank you. We are also live on Periscope, Facebook Live, uh, yeah, all that stuff. Twitter, essentially Periscope, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. If you have any questions or comments as we're going along here, feel free to uh, jump in the uh, chat here. We will see what we can do. Um, Jeff, it's good to have you back. It was a couple of weeks. Uh, we had some good guests, but uh, it's really good to have you back. Good to be back. Uh, I'm glad I was invited back because uh, you had some great guests. And, <laughs> we did. Uh, they were they were they were really uh, they were actually really good. I really appreciate uh, Toby and Vlad uh, jumping on the uh, Sundays, and Michael Govier jumped on uh, jumped on the Thursday when I filled in for you. So it was it was fun getting to uh, chat some baseball with all them. Yeah, it's always good to bring fresh voices too, uh, and and join people. And we had Toby before, but it's good for you and Toby to uh, jump on together. That was yeah. a really good one. Yeah, and I, you know, <laughs> they all I, were good. I, yeah, it was it was really good. And it was good. Uh, I had never done a podcast. I actually talked to Michael Govier, so that was that was really fun. Dude has a ton of energy and really funny. So it was uh, it was it was fun getting to chat with him. So it was uh, it was good. But uh, your trip was good. Everything's good. Yeah. Uh, so <coughs> had two trips. I had the vacation. Um, and then had the go visit my parents trip this weekend for Father's Day and Mom's birthday. So that was really good. Uh, my brother and I were able to go out to Wichita, Kansas and do that. Nice. So happy to get get that done. But that was a lot of traveling last week. I'm happy to be home for a few weeks. I was going to say you go you go nowhere forever. Then you take two trips within like two weeks. Right. That's, uh, that's right. Good. And then we got the Vegas trip for uh, Rotowire. Are you that going this right. year? I don't think I can swing it because it's middle of the week, but uh, I told yeah. someone that I might try and jump out there for a night and see what I can do. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's tough schedule-wise at the moment during the week because you guys do it uh, during the All-Star break. But uh, some of us right. are actually working during the All-Star break, Jeff. No I didn't know kidding. That. Yeah, it's it's strange concept, I know. But All right. Well, happy Father's Day to you, too. That, uh, that applies for you. I know you went to see your dad, but also you have kids. So happy Father's Day to you. And Hope back everybody. at you, my friend. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, let's jump right in. We're uh, we're talking this morning, so uh, you know the, all the fab stuff has run last night. But let's talk a little bit about week thirteen coming up. Uh, Jeff, we have five teams with five games this week. That's always a letdown. You have so many off days, and you're trying to figure out lineups and stuff. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's really difficult. Uh, and you know, Rockies. I mean, they're kind of a wasteland on, with their bats when they're not at cores. Anyhow, yeah. uh, you're going to start Trevor Story. 
you're going to start probably start Charlie Blackman, although he's been kind of disappointing. Yeah, and you're going to start. Who else are you starting? Ryan McMahon. McMahon, yeah, okay, yeah, thanks. But that's, yeah, that's right. Even in the two game stretch, like Blackman McMahon, like maybe not. Like it depends yeah. uh, who else your options are. Really, as it always comes down to. But uh, there's only uh, it looks like there's only five teams with seven games. Uh, actually, yeah. Four teams with seven games, two teams with eight games. With two of those eight games, uh, the Braves have one doubleheader in there, and the Mets have two doubleheaders in there. So it's a little confusing. The right. Mets have the Mets have uh, four single games, and then four doubleheader four double games. So it's kind of confusing because those are seven innings. But uh, yeah, Braves, Mets, the Astros have a really good schedule this week, which is disappointing to an A's fan who looks up and the Astros never lose. They went and they smoked the White Sox this week, and every time I'm like, oh, the Astros playing the White Sox, this should be a good series. And every time I look up, it was six to one in like the third inning. Even when Lance Lynn was pitching, they were up six one in the third inning. But- yeah. That's right. They, Rodon's uh, the only one that uh, did you know didn't struggle. They still lost that game, but yeah, it was uh, just uh, yeah. The A's are playing really well. They lost two out of three uh, this weekend against New York and had one of the more disgusting losses I've seen yesterday. Um, but uh, the Astros <laughs> Astros have three at Baltimore, four at Detroit. Um, Got to think they're going to absolutely rake this week. Good week for their pitchers. Good week for their hitters. Uh, it's uh, I, it's hard to see Houston not winning like five games at least this week. Yeah, I, I hear you, I and mean, that you know. I made a priority of adding Houston bats this week, uh, yeah. and we'll talk about a couple. And there, there are a couple to add too, which is interesting. So, yeah. And the thing is, you talk, going back to our five game teams: Colorado, San Francisco, the White Sox, Angels, and Seattle. Like the White Sox bats, I mean, honestly, you're probably going to roll with a lot of those guys. You're going to roll with Timmy Anderson. You're going to roll with Jose Abreu, and in part because there's only five teams with seven games, and those two teams with eight. There's not most; the vast majority have six. So, a yeah. one game difference probably not going to go out of your way to bench some of these guys. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the White Sox though. I was looking at their lineup yesterday the other day and I know they have obviously the two huge holes in the lineup with 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 Robert and uh and Eloy Jimenez, but you look at like Abreu's hitting 245. Brian Goodwin hit cleanup yesterday. I know Grandal has the crazy walk rate, but he's hitting a buck mm-hmm. 66 or something like that. Zach Collins hit 223. Um Andrew Vaughn's hitting 231. Uh, Mercedes down to 266 hit eight yet eighth yesterday. It's amazing to me that they're 43 and 29. When you look at A, the injuries, and B, a lot of their stars are not. I mean, Tim Anderson's been great, uh, but a lot of their stars are not really performing. Well, that's because they're pitching. Their yeah, starting pitching has been phenomenal. Been awesome. I mean, between Rodon and Lance Lynn themselves, I mean, it's just been so good. But you would think at that record, you're like, oh, that White Sox lineup. Every time I look at them, I'm like, oh, I can't start a pitcher against them. And then I look at the lineup, I'm like, oh, maybe they're not quite as good as I think they are. It's just that their pitching's been awesome. Yeah. And then and then you get that way, and then you get some left-hander that gets crushed by them. Yeah. Anyhow. And then – That's you know, true, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It, it isn't the same same lineup right now. That's for sure. No, I think I have it in my head that they may be a little bit better offensively than than they usually are. But yeah, I mean, it, it, that top of the lineup is still good. And Mankata is interesting. He's in 277, 401 OBP, though. So like, he's like a really valuable on field player right now, even if fantasy wise, he's been pretty disappointing for a lot of people due to the fact that he, I think he ran, he actually stole a base finally. But um, the power and the speed just haven't been there. The average is okay. But uh, OBP 401. His slugging is 403. That'll tell you right there what you need to know. You're not getting what you paid for, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely for sure. So um, let's jump into Fab. We had uh, we had some big names getting called up. Uh, obviously, uh, Wander Franco got called up, but uh, after the deadline, and he's not available in any leagues. At least he wasn't available in any mine. I think he's 100% owned in the main. There might be some online where he's out there, uh, out there hanging out. But uh, Jesus Sanchez was called up by the Marlins. Played most of the week for them, so he was uh, he was readily available in a lot of leagues. Uh, he's fought only five for twenty two with one home run so far. He was killing AAA though, Jeff. Nine home runs, twenty eight RBIs, hitting uh, three forty nine, one hundred forty plate appearances. Were you aggressive going after Sanchez? Are you worried that maybe when Corey Dickerson comes back, the playing time goes away? How did you kind of handle this call up? I was not aggressive. 
uh, in part because of the playing time issue. The other part is I'm, I'm a little worried about the strike zone control. Uh, even, you know, it's, it's small sample theater, but no walks, nine Ks already in 22 plate appearances. Uh, you know, give them some time. Obviously, you know, we're, we're not going to judge this off of one week, but I, I do wonder if he's going to struggle a little bit against major league pitching right away. Uh, but, you know, the thing is they are going to be credited. I mean, they, you know, you look at their, you know, Adam Duvall had himself a weekend against the Cubs. Goodness uh, did he, yeah. And, you know, he's got to play. Starling Marte's got to play. Yep. And it's it's really a case of how much are you going to be willing to bench Dickerson when he comes back. And Garrett Cooper, too. Keep yeah. in mind, they're, they're down him right now, too. Uh, but honestly, if Sanchez is all that, Dickerson shouldn't stand in the way. Dickerson, Corey Dickerson is sneakily one of the worst defensive outfielders. Um, you you complained about Jeff McNeil a couple of years ago, and I forever remind you of that. You do. Jeff, Jeff McNeil is like looking at Corey Dickerson like, man, I am so much better than that. And Dickerson's been really boring and blah hitting-wise, too. I mean, he's hit 263, but two home runs, two steals. He has 14 RBIs and 205 at-bats. I mean, like, he just does, has done nothing. Um, he's just kind of a guy out there. And if you're right. If Sanchez is, is good at all and looks like he mm-hmm. can he can hit this level, I mean, I don't know if they'll do it. It's a veteran and all that kind of stuff with major league you know, managers and stuff. But I, I would think if Sanchez hits at all, he's a, he's a big improvement over Dickerson. I think so. Um, and, you know, the Marlins are kind of in that little area there. They, 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 they should be looking more at younger players uh, yep. a little bit more. They're, they're, they, they really struggle on the road. Uh, they're, they're better at home. But this is not the same team that made the playoffs last year. This is, And, of course, last year was being the aberrant year that it was. Extra playoff teams, shorter yeah. schedule, compressed schedule, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, they're kind of getting exposed for who they are. And it's interesting. I, I like I saw the strikeout stuff too in the majors, and I was like, oh, that that's that's worrisome. But I looked at the minors, and he's like a high teen yeah. strikeout guy throughout the minors. So you know, maybe we are looking at small sample theater, as you said. And you know, obviously, these guys do get that bump up the first time through the majors. But um, I was heartened a little bit by the fact that uh, he didn't strike out a ton in the minors, and I was. Uh, I was I bid on him in every league. I wasn't aggressive. I didn't get him in the main event. I did get him in one of my onlines for a, a cheap price because the twelve teamers is we talked last night. The twelve teamers like I had twenty five ads in one of mine. You had five ads in one of yours. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just wild how how different the how different the, those leagues are league to league. And in a twelve team, you got some guys that some people that quit, some people that are out of money, all that kind of stuff. Some people that just aren't super active. Uh, we're in the main event. You know, you always have those those twenty five to thirty ads every week. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think it'd be interesting. I just uh, I, I wonder how long the leash is uh, depending on how. Dickerson comes back. We don't know how long he's fully out for yet. It was, I think it was a, a sore foot or something. He didn't actually break anything, but uh, I don't know. It'd be fun. I'm glad they called him up. Uh, I wish the angels would do it with Joe Adele. Cause I'm sitting on him in a league and he's mashing in triple a and they seem like they're, they're really being patient with him. Yeah. Patience. Is it patient or is there something they're just not, they don't like with him? I mean, I don't know. Uh, that That's one I keep. I, I, I'm very impatient uh, with uh, Joe Adele. I, I, I've actually, I saw him avail my AL home league this past week and didn't go after him just because I, I, I like that they're, they're now playing him in center field a little bit more. But you look at a Joe Adele, and, yeah, he's mashing, but he's also whiffing a ton. He's 58 Ks and 180 at pl- uh, plate appearances there. Yeah, I, and I think the the call-up last year that didn't go well, I think they're trying to make sure that when they do it, it's for good. And it was a quote from Adele saying, you know, I, next time I go up, I want it to be for good too. But – I don't know. They started Luis Renjifo and Juan Lagares in the outfield yesterday, so it's not like he's blocked by anybody. It's not like they're this, that close to winning either, though. They're, yeah. 
they're they're 500 though i mean but the, the problem is they're in a division with two really good teams right now um you know maybe a chance at a second wild card but with all the good teams in the american league i mean the, the al east is kind of stacked with good teams too it'll be tough but um i'm kind of surprised they're 500 they've been aside from that ace series they get swept they have played pretty well for a while yeah they're, they're they've played okay i mean they, they played the tigers this weekend um you know i don't know um i look at that rotation too yeah, Tony Heaney, Bundy. Uh, Cobb funny. is actually showing some signs. Canning, yeah. they're still going six man rotation. Patrick Sandoval showed some 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 decent signs this week. I don't know. I, I'm not really looking at this looking at this team as a as a contender though. I think they're a couple of players away. I'm uh, I'm not either. I agree with you there. And the, I mean, the, I guess the Indians have that uh, that second spot. They're 39 30. So yeah, they're pretty decent aways out of contending but i don't know if you're 500 and it's june 21st aren't uh in your team's mindset aren't you aren't you still thinking you're contending even if you and i don't think that's realistic yeah um i mean i think it, it all depends on what division you're in like yeah. for instance i mean i i think in l central teams i don't no, no one's running away from that whereas yeah. like i think it's really just a question like the a's and the astros are just that much better and yeah. especially i mean the astros look like I, when the astros are on i mean they're scary i mean they're, you, they're without you, you obviously know I'm a big, big A's fan. I don't, I just don't see how they can hang with Houston. Houston's just clicking so well right now and they're getting guys back. And it's just, mm-hmm. I just, I, I, my wife's obviously a big A's fan too. You know that, but she's always like, oh, the Astros keep winning. I'm like, the Astros are just really good. Like it just, I, I think I'm realistic. The A's are pretty good, but the Astros are probably, a, probably a step up. But it's going to be, it was going to be tough to hang with them all year. Yeah, I, I think so too. And especially if they make any acquisitions at the deadline, which they're usually willing to do. Yeah. Um, so speaking of call-ups, uh, another big prospect got called up by the Tigers this weekend, Matt Manning. He was the ninth overall pick in 2016. Started this week at the Angels. We were just talking about uh, five innings, two earned runs, four hits, uh, two walks, and three strikeouts. He was surprisingly bad in AAA this year. Like uh, I, He had an 8.07 ERA, a lot of home run issues. I think it was over three, like 3.5 home runs per nine, if I, if I remember. I um, had 32 innings there. Uh, 2019 in AA, obviously not minor league numbers on him last year. Uh, he was really good, though. 133 innings, 2.56 ERA, 28% K rate, walk rate under 8%. Um, you know, K to walk, uh, even AAA this year was pretty good, uh, 25% to 7%. Uh, where are you on Manning? Obviously, he's on a team that's uh, that's not very good, to, to put it nicely. Um, but they, you know, I, I assume they called him up to pitch. They have all their guys in the rotation now. Uh, what, what'd you do with Manning this week in free agent bidding? You know, I wasn't that aggressive. Um, I, I, I like him in the long term. Uh, yeah. I, I think he's going to be really bumpy going forward and eh, going forward. You know, he, he didn't, he didn't strike out many against the angels. Angels aren't a team that strikes out a lot. He was really good in his last start against my Reds farm club in Louisville, uh, eight K's and six innings, only two runs allowed. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Prior to that, the struggle was real. He'd given up a bunch of homers. I I don't know. Um, I I look at some of the other top prospects um, and how they fared when they got called up this year. Daniel Lynch, Jackson Kowar, uh, you know, even Alec Manoa, uh, who who made that shiny debut, and then afterwards was kind of like, eh. you know, after that. In fact, wasn't great over the weekend. Last start was bad and got ejected, so it was yeah. uh, he had the double whammy there. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm, you know, looking at these pitchers as a class too much. You know, but Casey Mize struggled a little bit when upon his call up. Tarek Skubal's getting better now, but yeah. he's had his rough outings. I, I wasn't that aggressive with him. Yeah, I, I think I, if you I get him really cheap, I can get him. But otherwise, I would. I, I don't have him. I don't think I've, I've gotten him yet. I wasn't either. It's, it's funny you talk about we talk about pitching and kind of struggling. Uh, the uh, you mentioned before we got on the the sticky this the spider tack sticky stuff. Uh, the the rules go into effect today. Is that right? 
It is. It's Spider Tack Day for Major League Baseball because <laughs> you know let's let's find one more thing to anti-market the game. Why why do we talk about Otani and Vlad Jr. and market them when we could talk about pitchers cheating? It's uh, it's it makes so much sense for making a product uh, more interesting to people. Yeah, uh, and that, it, it's no coincidence. There's a CBA due at the end of the year, and everything is kind of yeah. crushing towards that. I think it's going to be a pretty ugly offseason. Do you think we see a bunch of suspensions of guys coming off the mound or managers uh, protesting and having the umpires go look at it? How do you think? Do you think, do you think we see a bunch of that, or do you think guys have figured out that uh, they just have to go without it for right now? I think we'll see it. I think okay. we will, especially because – well, I, I mean – I think players are mad right now too. Pitchers are mad because they're getting singled out. I think that they were taught by their organization to do this. And I think that's the part that's really galling is, you know, you saw Zach Yellen's comments. Um, yes. Cause Michael Hill is, was a former Marlins GM and he was part, you know, helping oversee things. And, you know, the Marlins obviously were em- emphasizing use this. I would worry about the rest of the Marlins pitchers for that matter while we're at it. But it seemed uh, like a weird time for Gallon just come out and lay that guy out, though. It was very uh he, I wonder if there's some sort of axe he had to grind there that he just randomly brought it up. Well, it's well, it's not random. Michael Hill's now in the enforcement wing of Major League Baseball. Oh, uh, I got you. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah, it, you know, that they're coming down with this. Like, this is the same guy saying this. Look at and now you're you're gonna throw the onus on us. Uh plus, you know, he's dealing with it, you know, coming back from injuries. I don't I think there's something to that as well. Uh, and of course, there's the Tyler Glassnow story last week, yeah. you know, where he flat out blamed it. There was interesting. Uh, Peter Moylan, the the old, uh, the really, I shouldn't say old, but the ex relief pitcher for the uh, for the Braves had like a four minute clip on. He does a pregame show, I think it's for the Braves, and he was talking about why you loot use stuff and using examples of the ball and what happens when you rub it up and happens when you don't rub it up. It was actually an interesting like four minutes on why pitchers use it rather than you know he's, he said he was never trying to increase the spin rate, he's just trying to be able to grip the ball. And uh, he said, he said when, it, when the ball comes out of the out of the box, it's just really, really slick, and you just you can't do it. You can't. You don't have no idea where it's going. Right, and you know that leads to more blisters and blah blah blah. Yeah, I, right. I get it. I get it. It's uh, it'll be interesting. One of those things that I think fantasy wise, it's pretty much impossible to really try and factor it in. And uh, happy right. more than anything happening mid season, what frustrates me. Like I wish they had. You know, it, I guess I get it was a an abnormal off season with with COVID and all the rules and trying to figure out scheduling and all that kind of stuff. So maybe it just kind of slipped through. But it just seems like if it was that big a deal, maybe you figure out uh, in between seasons, or maybe you warn guys down and then figure out in between seasons. It just seems odd to really kind of stress this now mid season and make it such a focal point. Yeah, they, they sent that memo like ten days before the start of the season, if you recall, yeah. and we all kind of like, okay, should we should we fade Cole? Should we fade Bauer right. uh, a little bit there? And some people did. Yeah, uh, but you know, okay, you know, the thing, the, the problem with that obviously is you you, you know if if ninety percent of the pitchers are using it, okay, you're not really getting any benefit there. That's right. the thing. I don't know how actionable this is for us. Yeah, Garrett Cole's still pretty good too, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, but let's jump back into Fab. Another guy that uh, guy has two starts this week, and I think the matchups were kind of what uh, what, what interests me. Uh, Johan Oviedo, the last start was against Miami was really good. Seven innings, six hits, four strikeouts, no earned runs. But he gets at Detroit and home Pittsburgh this week. So that's one of those ones that are like, oh, that that lit up as not only one good matchup, but two of them. Uh, wasn't good in Double A in 2019. Again, went off 2020 minor league stats. Uh, 113 innings, 5.6 ERA, a lot of lot of walks, and that's kind of the big concern with his profile right now. Um, I looked at him, and I, I think I added him one place just because of the matchups, and he pitched well last week. But you look closer, like four and a half ERA so far this year. 18% K rate is not good. 11.6% walk rate is not good. Um, I, I got less interested as I went along, but the Cardinals usually do pretty well with pitchers. They usually figure stuff out, mm-hmm. and they have some Cardinals magic. Um, I was in on him, but uh, I kind of lowered my prices as the day went along. 
Yeah, I, I, that's the kind of how I was looking at it there, and you know, it's the walks. I mean, that's yeah. that's the scary part. But that that the Cardinals, that's like a team feature. Their bullpen yeah. is horrific when it comes to walks. John Gann is terrible when it comes to walks. And Daniel Ponce de Leon has not discovered the fountain of control. Uh, you know, it, 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 yeah, of course, of course, that, 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 that's free square, total yeah. free square. And there's Carlos Martinez. Just say his name. That's the that's the joke. Uh, but you know, it, you know, yeah, you look then again though at Detroit. Only against Pittsburgh. If you're not going to use them here, you're never going to use them. By the way, you're cutting them next week, though, at Colorado. Yes, that's uh, that's that's a good point right there. He is not a long-term ad, but I don't know. You look at, at Detroit and Pittsburgh, like you figure maybe he can kind of work through that and, and figure it out. But, uh, yeah, it's just th- those walks. Those walks freak me out. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I, I, I think I did add him in an NL only just because desperation. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's definitely a bad setup there otherwise. Yeah, Carlos Martinez. My God, every time that guy pitches, it feels like he either pitches kind of well or gives up nine runs. Like, there's yeah. never an in between start with that dude. That, there, he had the Sunday night game against the Cubs last week where he pitched pretty well. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Nolan Arenado making two great plays at third base in one inning. That was part of it, that that equation. And then he gets just destroyed this past weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy. You look at his game log, and it's just, I mean, the amount of runs he has. He, he has an, he has an eight earned run game and a ten earned run game in June alone. Like that, usually you get one of those a year. You're like, oh my gosh, look at that blow up. He had two of them within four starts. It's wild. Yeah, and that that ten earned game against the Dodgers was was two thirds of an inning too. Like that's one that'll literally leave a mark for months on your on your on your fantasy team. Um, a guy who has been pitching pitching pretty well is Ross Stripling. He has two starts this week also. Um, 4.6 ERA so far, 54 innings. But you look at his stuff and like the rates and stuff we look at are, are back up to where they were in 2019 with the Dodgers when we when we liked him. His uh his strikeout rates back up 25 percent. His walk rates down to seven percent. Uh, the swinging strike rates back over over double digits, uh, 10.7 percent. And he just kind of looks right now like the guy that we liked in 2019 when he we, we got the, he had the trade that didn't 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 work out, and then it did work out and it didn't work out. Um, last five innings, seven earned runs total over 30 and a third. Were you in on stripping at all? I know that the AL East is a tough place to pitch. But. wasn't available, but okay. I would have been, um, you know, and the thing is there was that viral thing that went around last week, how he showed up his infielder for making a bad error. Uh, and, did, and he, did, did apologize profusely afterwards. Like I think on Twitter. Did. Yeah. Immediately. Cause he yeah. got called out and he responded to the writers. Like you're absolutely right. I'm embarrassing. Yeah. It'll never happen again. Let this and be a lesson. Don't apparently do he apparently he went right to panic in the dugout. And then again, after the games, like it was horrible what he did. And I saw, I mean, everybody like old pitchers are tweeting about it and all that, but um, it seems like you handled it pretty well, at least after the yeah. initial, like, obviously you can't do that, but like the, in the heat of the moment, but it sounds like he handled himself pretty well afterwards and, and kind of fell on the sword. He did the, he did the opposite of Bryson DeChambeau who blames everybody else for everything in his life. But, uh, sorry, I had, <laughs> had to drop a golf reference. In there. But dude, dude shoots plus nine in the back nine and blames, blames really bad lies and bad breaks for why. Like, dude, you played like crap. Like, shut up, stop. Yeah, so- I'm happy with how I played today. You know, there was a couple so of those guys that got killed on the back nine yesterday with their quotes afterward didn't match up with, with what they did. Yeah. I'm happy like, with, you know, yeah. I was like, Bryce, you should plus nine. Like, if you're, if you like, you got the divot and lost by one and you, you know, you kind of played okay, like, fine. But like, he was brutal. It just like, every once in a while, take blame for just playing badly. It happens. Like, all of yeah. us would fully acknowledge it happens. But, uh, you know, anyway, sorry for yeah. the, uh, and, no, no, it's fine. I want to throw one more thing in there too. He's like, and afterward, he's like, well, you know, at least I've already won one. So I'm not yeah. that. And like, yeah. 
Dude, that's just loser talk. Don't do that. Yeah, he's just uh, it, it. Every once in a while, he comes with something. You're like, oh, this is kind of funny, and then you're like, oh, he's just just the same guy he always was. But yeah. um, Stripling's at Miami, which is a, a pretty good start, and then home Baltimore. So like, he pitches in the AL East, but that's a pretty good setup. You got two starts too. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, I was in on him too. I think I got outbid in a couple spots, uh, but uh, I, I think that uh, there's enough we've seen the last five starts to make me mile interested. Maybe he's kind of he's kind of figured out uh, where he was in 2019 again. Yeah. Um, let's see. What about a uh, guy that has been pitching really well too is a uh, Colby Allard in, in Texas. Um, 40 innings so far, ERA under three. So actually really, really well. Uh, K rates really good at 26 and percent walk rates in the 6% range. He was really bad last year, but this is a guy that's a prospect pedigree He's a 14th overall pick. He was really good in the minors in 27, 2018 when he was kind of one of those Braves prospects that's coming up. Um, swinging strike rates over 10%. Just walking a lot less guys than last year. The walks were a huge issue for him last year. Uh, how do you feel about Allard going, uh, going forward? Cause this, kind of a, a surprising guy who's been really good kind of evaded my radar to be honest um you know it's like sometimes texas i guess maybe it's just i'm not watching enough of texas but yeah. uh you know i i didn't realize the walks had improved so much he shaved that walk rate in half uh and you know he he you know that that's the one thing and he didn't you know he had like two years ago 2019 he had about four or five good starts in a row yeah, and then that. things corrected uh and then they got overcorrected last year yeah, uh i i don't know i kind of had written him off now I'll, he's back I'll, I'll have to re-examine but it's probably too late in a lot of places but it's just kind of like you know allard uh you know, every, you know every once in a while jordan lyles puts strings together three good starts and you, you start to believe and then he pounds it it's like a poor man's carlos martinez yeah, I, I mean, although Carlos Martinez would love to have that string of stars that Colby Allen's had, but yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, uh, I, I kind of, I probably a little bit uh, a week late to the game on him, and um, he was taken in main events. But uh, interesting that uh, he's just he's been really solid. You, you look at some of the some of the uh, you know secondary metrics, and they actually they kind of do support the fact that he's taking a step up here. Yeah, yeah he has. He gets Oakland this week. RAs, and yep. uh, you know, that's not. It's a home start, you know, that ballpark. I'm, we're still trying to figure that out a little bit too, uh, but uh, it looks like it's not a bad place to pitch at least. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. You know, while we're on the, in the Rangers, I, how, can we talk that Kyle Gibson still has a 209 ERA? I, I have been one. I am in the TGFBI, my team that is literally the, the worst team that's ever been drafted because everybody's hurt. But I have him there. I picked him up early just because it was like I had so many injuries. I was looking for any live arms. And it's one of those guys I'm like, oh, I'll just use him for a week. And I just kind of left him in. He's been, I don't know. He just, I don't know how he's how he's doing it. But uh, yeah, it's just every start is is really solid. At 33, he's having that uh, that breakout year. I've been waiting for uh, for a long time. Yep. He's going to be a sticky stuff guy. No, I don't know. I'm just oh, he could be. I mean, the, the K rate's under 20%. It's not like he's striking guys out. It's 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 lower than it was the last couple of years. Um, yeah, you know, 244 BABIP and an 84% uh, left on base rate are probably doing a lot of good for him. But you still look at his other I means FIPS 3.36, XERA is 311. I mean, the guy's been good. He's avoiding home runs, which he hasn't done for, for many, many years. Yeah, that's right. Uh, one more pitcher before we get some fab hitters. Uh, Michael Fulmer was uh, was dropped in a number of leagues, probably more 12-teamers than 15, but uh, came off the aisle, had two saves this week, uh, kind of seemed to slide right back into that role. Uh, you know, Soto and, uh, and, and Cisnero were kind of splitting it. And then uh, Fulmer, just, I mean, two say, two ops, two saves, struck out the side against the Angels yesterday, left the uh, left the ghost runner on base too, which is always, uh, always yeah. really good. Um, you look at his stuff and like, I, mean, I know we talked about him a few weeks ago when he was kind of in the closes and we talked about him as a starter a couple weeks before that, but swing strike rates at a career high, 13.4%. Velo's up two and a half uh, miles an hour from last year. Obviously, you know, coming out of the bullpen, I think we expect that a little bit, but that's a pretty big jump. Throwing more sliders, throwing more change-ups, uh, walk rate's good, career high K rate. 
this is a guy who who seems to have, who have really taken to the uh, to, to the reliever role here. He has, uh, and you know, the first save earlier in the week was pretty ugly, uh, yeah, but the, the one the one here was pretty nice, and that's what caused us to bump up our bid. We actually won them fifty nine to fifty five in oh, uh, nice. one of our main event leagues, and got against the guy that's in first place, Guilds. Uh, so even better, uh, yeah. Yeah, which is which is nice. now. That, that's one triumph, but he's yeah. actually got to pitch well and get saves. But yeah. saves are so tightly compact in that league. Uh, it, I, I think almost every league. You feel like you have like two teams that have like Melanson and someone else, and they have 30, and then you got a couple teams that are tanking, and then you got to – it always seems like you always like 10 teams that are all bunched up right in the middle. There's going to be a lot of room to move in saves the second half. Yeah, just getting 10 saves is huge. Yeah, you know, huge. You, you get like the Caesar Valdez, except a little bit better, and he doesn't kill you at the end. And then yeah. you know that that's like massive. Now it's the Tigers we're chasing, and it might not even be a full time thing. That's the problem is they may still go to Soto for their next one. They may go to Cisnero for the next one. But uh, yeah, we still you know you got to go for it. The problem is now we're also getting into that area there where you got to be uh, you got to be pretty close to, to uh, you know and watching your fab so you can save some for September. Yeah. The good news is I think. You know, this was a quiet week. There will be other quiet weeks in Fab. You're going to have to start lowering those streamer bids. Yeah, I think that. I think that's the key point. Like instead of like twenty four bucks for a guy, you go like to nine, which I kind of did this week. And just uh, yeah, you know, you're you're hoping that uh, you can have maybe one or two more bigger bids as as we go along. Maybe guys get called up or something gets dropped or a closer kind of emerges. But I think that's a really good price for Fulmer. He went for eighty one in my main event where he was available. And you know the team dynamics obviously in play. Uh, he get traded is obviously in play too. But yeah, if you can get a, a stretch of saves here, I think that uh, fifty nine bucks for that works pretty well. And the Tigers are bad, but it's not like they're Arizona Diamondbacks bad. Oh my gosh. Who saw that? that? I mean, it was so weird that they had an earlier stretch that was pretty bad mm -hmm. early in the season, faced my Reds and got well. Our Reds, sorry. Um, <laughs> and, and got well. Uh, and they were doing okay for a while. And then just, I mean, it was just so unbelievably so the, bad. The craziest stat that I think. So they, what are they? They lost like 23 road games in a row. Is that right? Yeah. And they're, they're like, they've won two of their last 26 total or something so they, like that. they've lost 23 road games in a row they are not the worst road team in baseball is that amazing is the rockies worse are the, the rockies worse the diamondbacks are 9 and 31 the rockies are 5 and 27 on the road oh my gosh nl west <laughs> for the win guys wow i mean i was i was like they've lost 23 in a row i'm like oh my god they're, and i looked i looked at just having to be right next to them and the diamondbacks have won five games in the road all year like the, the rockies are not at nine games over 500 at home and they are 22 games under on the road. Like, holy crap, is that nuts? I mean, they've always had that course field problem, and they just took it to another level this year. Yeah, and the Diamondbacks have played 73 games. Their, their run differentials over 100, uh, minus uh, 107. I mean, it's just their pitching is so, so brutal. They've got 416 runs, which is like 40 more than any other team in baseball, I think. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's so bad there right now. Yeah. And, it, you know, just don't bother chasing Arizona saves. Just don't worry about it. I, I had Soria for a while. I just gave up because, A, I don't think he's really the locked-in guy. And he came in and blew one. But, it did, I mean, when you win once a week, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I have Crichton in one NL-only league, and I'm just like, what do I do? I mean, I just – he's there. I'm not going to cut him because it's NL-only, but right. he's terrible too. They're all terrible. Yeah, it's it's rough. So uh, I want to get to a, a couple of hitters. It seemed like it was not a huge hitter week. But uh, first, a note from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So the, the first hitter I was looking at, Jeff, and we're here again. He's back in our life is, is Dalton Varsho. Uh, Carson Kelly got hit by a pitch by Walker Bueller over the weekend, broke his wrist. Sounds like he's going to be out at least a month. And, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, who knows going to be more than that. But uh, Varsho got called up, probably going to split uh, split time with Steven Vogt. He's been, he's been great in AAA again. He's hitting 313, nine home runs, two steals, and only 87 plate appearances. Uh, you know, he, he's had multiple times up now in the majors where it either – it didn't work. Uh, he didn't. He hasn't hit well. He didn't get regular playing time. They've kind of moved him in and out of the lineup. That's, that's just tough to get in rhythm. Maybe it's his time to stick. I mean, Arizona has no reason not to play him right now. If they're going to call him up and they're this bad, like there's no reason not to play him. Uh, how do you feel about Varsho for uh, well, probably the seventh time we've talked about him in the fab section over the last couple of years? Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it, the, the fact that he we, – we thought that he could you know play outfield and qualify a catcher, that was always like one of those yeah. things that was allude- – alluring there but then you look at the actual results and it's always been a lot of k's and not any walks and you know the thing is there there's a shell of i mean he was he's still a prospect you know that's the thing you know a lot of guys struggle first third fourth times and there's another guy we're about to talk about too kind of fits that mold a little bit although i think he's better with his batting eye than uh varsho but uh you know yeah take a chance i mean let's face it we're all rolling out some pretty crappy catchers yeah and I mean, this is a guy that if he plays could get you five to seven steals, which is really the kind of the key point we're looking at. If you can get that from a catcher, like that's mm-hmm. just that's just found money at that point. I actually added him in in one of my main events. It was funny. I I I, I swapped out both my catchers. Um, I added Mike Zunino and Dalton Varsho in the main event. Uh, Zunino was uh, 18 with a backup of 18. Good bidding right there. And Varsho was eight with a backup of seven. So every once in a while, I get something right. It doesn't happen very often, but uh, it, it felt good to actually bid the right amount for once. I'm surprised Zunino was available. I mean, I know the batting average is bad and all, but he was uh, he was homers. Or homers. 
was ninety eight percent owned, so I think it was just dropped in my league. I don't know if someone got someone back off the IL or uh, didn't yeah. need homers and needed batting average. Maybe it was a team dynamic thing. But uh, as someone who's been trotting out Jose Trevino for his uh, his zero for six every week, it was oh. uh, it was it was time to make. I actually like Trevino coming into. I think he's gonna be a I guy too. that could he could be a good average guy and started to lose time. Had like a, I think he's had a hip injury that's kind of been bugging him. But it, it's been mm-hmm. like the last three weeks have been just brutal for him. Yeah, they really have. So um, the next guy I want to talk about uh, leading off for the Giants, the the surprising Giants who seem to score eight runs every time I look up, uh, Lamonte Wade Jr. He's uh, the last 15 games he started, he's led off in all of them. Um, 94 plate appearance, has four home runs, two steals, hitting 265. Good hard hit rate at 40%. Um, struggled in his call-ups. They were, they were short, but in 2019, 2020. But in 2019 in AAA, not super exciting. Five home runs, seven steals, hit two forty six. Are uh, we any interest in Wade, or do you kind of feel this is a, just maybe uh, he ran into a little bit of a hot streak here, leading off and scoring some runs with the Giants? But you know, maybe uh, maybe it's uh, it, it, the hot weeks are gone. I think it's mostly a hot week thing. Uh, Alex Dickerson's on the IL. I think that's that created the opportunity for him. I, he's never really even killed it in the minors. I mean, he's no, he hasn't. It's surprising. I, I look at his minors. I'm like, I wonder if he's really good there. I'm like, oh, not that exciting. No, um, you know, he, he, he might be able to run a little bit, but even that, I mean, he's never had more than nine stolen bases with one or no, he had 12 in his rookie year, 2015 rookie ball year, not just rookie yeah. year, but you know, he, he's just not that fast. He's just not that fast. I mean, it's just not that getting that many uh, stolen bases. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I agree there. Um, Let's look at Houston for a couple of hitters, which seems strange. I think you mentioned that earlier that, uh, you know, we got a couple of Houston hitters, but they actually, they've had some injuries. Uh, Kyle Tucker has been on the COVID IL. Um, Chaz McCormick's been playing a lot, uh, playing right field every day since Tucker's been out, hit, hit second yesterday, only hitting 226, but uh, eight home runs and 122 plate appearances. Show, showed some pop, also has two stolen bases. Um, in 2019, in across AA and AAA, is a guy that, you know, speed power combo. So kind of, you know, we're talking about Wade wasn't there, but the minor league numbers with McCormick are, 14 home runs and 16 stolen bases in 2019 and across the across the minors. Um, K-rate's an issue so far, but kind of like what we talked about with Jesus Sanchez, he was a low to mid-teens guy in the minors. So a good striker guy in the minors, and I think he'll kind of stabilize there. I guess the major issue with McCormick, I mean, good hard hit rate too, is kind of playing time. Like when Tucker comes back, you know, where does he play? Does he, does he play enough for uh, for you to pick him up this week, Jeff? I, I think for this week, yes. Okay. Um, and maybe next week. We'll see when Tucker comes back. But, yeah. you know, this is to me, this is strictly a uh, – you know, this is a stream. You know, they get seven games this week and next. Uh, you know, it's Baltimore, it's Detroit, it's Baltimore again, oh. Cleveland minus Bieber, Bieber and uh, Plesak. Yep. Yeah, roll with it. Is that they they're in the middle of a stretch of twenty games in twenty days, and so he's what, gonna he's gonna play. What about the uh, well, the, other, the other guys getting playing time here? Tell me about. I think you picked up some Abraham Toro this week. My most added player this week, uh, oh, actually. Wow. You know, so Bregman's gonna be out for a while. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the words from, uh, Dusty Baker after the game, after the injury were, you know, he seemed pretty despondent, you know, it's like, we're going to be without him for a while. I think, you know, it was the quad. They thought it, in fact, I think they were hoping it was the hamstring that bothered him last year. Cause they could knew he could get past it. They sound like, Oh, but it's the quad. Oh, that's worse. So, and and the, the really key here too is Aledmus Diaz is on the on the aisle also. So you've got yes, like his right. you got Bregman, you got his backup. So there's there really is a, a spot for playing time there. Yeah, and you take a look at Toro's minors versus majors. I mean, he's one of those guys that you know we we're talking about guys that you know I mean, Dalton Varsho earlier. Var, yeah, Toro at least has always had good you know has has always had a good uh, bat control uh, yeah. and you know good good strike zone control and. 
you know, you look at how he's also raked in the marks. Now, granted, 2019 AAA was happy fun ball plus happy fun, happy fun ballpark too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, he's going to get a run here though. It might be a platoon of some sort. He may not, he may sit against some lefties. He is a switch hitter though. Um, and you might see some Robo, uh, Robel Garcia, I think is yeah, Robel Garcia from time to time as well. But I, I, I'm, I, I made him a priority as, as Zach Nelson asked, am I bullish on Toro? Yes, I am. Uh, uh, no. he, he will mow down the competition. Uh, but yeah, so many pun, pun, let's, pun possibilities. Let's, let's not encourage Jeff, please. He has enough problems on his own. Let's uh, let's not let's not let's not prod the bull here, as they would say. Um, oh man, waving the red flag in front of me like that. I had a great bird pun this weekend. That was. I, I'm surprised you didn't chime in on that, Scott. I'm kind of a little disappointed. I, I must have missed it. Otherwise, I would have uh, I would have shaked my shook my head in disgust. Yeah, uh, they good, do. But- do get Houston does get uh, five righties this week too. So if you do get a couple of tune spots, you mentioned a switch hitter, but still, it's it's a good spot that um, you still do get five righties. So that that's really nice there. It's uh, just a great week for Houston hitters. I mean, like you said, Baltimore, Detroit, Baltimore, um, and then Cleveland on the back end. Like if you're going to stream somebody, it's, it's a great time to stream those guys. It is, it is, um, and you know, in thinner leagues, I mean, you even like take a look at the catchers. Perhaps uh, you look at Martin Maldonado, who's I mean, very uninspiring but yeah. he's playing yeah. uh you know that that's that's you look at the, these matchups this week he's gonna get five starts two weeks in a row how do you feel about uh someone not on my list but i i know it's got picked up some leagues and i kind of uh i was looking at him too he's playing a lot of abraham el monte in atlanta um has uh is hitting 271 for the braves but more than anything just playing a lot in a in a lineup that uh, the scores a lot of runs um, I know we've kind of had some history with him. I think it was in Seattle. I remember talking to you about him uh, when he got when he got called up. I think it was Cleveland actually. Uh, when, mm-hmm. when he's actually was he, he got really hot for a while there, and we were picking him up. He had hit a bunch of stolen bases. I think it was 2015, maybe. But um, were you in, in a Monte at all? I mean, he's 31. There's not a lot of upside here, but as someone who's playing a lot in a in a in a big lineup, I mean, he hit he hit cleanup over the weekend for the Rays, which was which is kind of shocking. Yeah, well, I, as I used him in DFS because he was batting cleanup at a oh, super nice. low price. Uh, and that's where you start to, you know, DFS is good that way. Yeah, you notice is. things like that. And then you also notice he's had one homer. Uh, you're yeah. like, eh. Yeah, he was on my contingency list. Okay. Uh, but that's about it. But the Braves have eight games this week. You know, they play a double, they play the doubleheader, you know, back to back doubleheaders, by the way. It's kind of weird. You know, sun, Sunday and Monday doubleheaders. Oh, that's right. They That's right. They played one yesterday. I forgot about that. Yeah, they, and they, they, they're the one sort of day game today. So we're not we don't have any Monday day games, but he's the, they play at like two o'clock Pacific. So if you are yeah, five ten Eastern, yep. if you are setting lineups, know that the, uh, is it Braves and Mets? Is that who it is? Braves and Mets. Yep. Yeah. They have a, they so they start a little bit earlier than the, than the rest of the game. So make sure you get that lineup in, but anybody else uh, fab wise, that was kind of the list of guys that I was bidding on guys that I saw get added in my league. Is there anybody else that uh, you really want to talk about before we jump into some news and notes and injuries and a few players? I think we exhausted our list pretty good. Let's move on. Yeah, so news and notes. Obviously, the big news yesterday it kind of came out after I sent you the uh, the spreadsheet. But uh, Wander Franco was called up, getting called up by the Rays. I don't know if it's official, but every uh, Rays beat writer had it. As official. It is official. Uh, the the okay. Ray the Rays uh, official site actually tweeted. Oh, it out. beautiful. I know it was. Uh, I think it was Mark Tompkin uh, first had it out there, and it was, uh, he's a he's a well known beat writer for the Rays, so it was pretty sure that it was good. But uh, so he's getting called up on Tuesday. Obviously, very exciting. Uh, you know, fantasy wise, he was he was taken in every league unless you play a really shallow league. Obviously, if he's there, grab him right now. Um, a, where do you think he plays? Do you think he plays third? Do you think he plays short? Do you think they leave Taylor Walls, who's been really good defensively there? And uh, what do you expect kind of out of the bat for Franco? They said they're going to split him between short and third. Okay, and so yeah, I mean they they. Haven't gotten like they sent down my uh, Broussard a couple a, a couple of times now. 
Uh, so that, that, that experiment seems to be ending, but you know, it, I, it's Franco. I mean, he's Franco's going to get all the playing time. It's just a question of, you know, maybe he gets a day off here and there. It is the, the Rays are going to Ray. Uh, and Joey Wendell, who's been very good this year, can't get a regular playing time. So that's the one he's the guy that kind of, I figure loses out on this a little bit, yeah. but you know, the thing is look at Joey Wendell's having a pretty good year. Yeah. You know, he's hitting 292. He's got an OBP 350 slugging 491, five stolen bases. He's been caught five times, but uh, and he's excellent defensively. So that's the part I'm kind of confused at is how how this is going to work. I think I think Franco's going to get most of the time at shortstop, despite Walls playing pretty well. Yeah, and I mean, and Walls hasn't really. And he had a couple uh, stretch in there where he was hitting well, but um, apparently, if you look at like the defensive metrics and stuff like that, they say Walls has been off the charts good defensively. And I just don't know yeah. how much the Rays will factor that. I don't know a ton about Franco's defense. If I'm being fully honest, but I mean, obviously, the dude can just flat out hit. He hit over 300 every level so far in the minors, and he was hitting 315 with seven home runs, five stolen bases, and it just finally we got. Uh, you know, I know we have the spider stuff to talk about, but it, it's fun when the Uber Uber stuff get called up. It's gonna be uh, me must see TV for a few games there while in the Rays watching his first few at bats before we kind of get used to him in the lineup. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean you gotta figure they're not calling him up, you know, to, yeah. to play him three days a week. You know, they gotta play him. So yeah, I expect a lot of them. Uh, you know, they're coming off a weekend where they just got swept by the Mariners. I said, I was gonna say, I guess you get swept by Seattle, and you you have to make some uh, make some rash moves. I mean, I don't think it's a yeah. rash move. Obviously, we were waiting on it, but uh, it's funny that uh, it just took that, and they're like, all right, let's pull the trigger. Yeah, I, it is kind of weird though to see like how how it, how it's, everything's gonna fit because and they got Lau at second, and they've got uh, Wendell's getting and Yandy Diaz. I think it's Wendell's the guy that has to lose out a little bit, but maybe Lau hits every once in a while too. Now, I mean, Lau, Brandon Lau's hitting two oh two. Yeah. You know, he, he's not having a good year. 703 OPS, slugging less than, I guess when you hit 202, you slug 399. It's not that much of a surprise. I mean, yeah. it, it's just, it's all batting average based. And they and they take him out sometimes versus lefties anyway, but I think you see now he probably plays versus no lefties. Like, it's just one of those things that maybe they just kind yeah. of make that a strict a stricter platoon. Um, I think Walls lose some time. I think Lau lose some time. I think, uh, I think that uh, Gwen will lose a little bit of time and Franco plays every day. But it'd be uh, – It'd be fun. Just what the Rays need is more uh, more good players in their lineup right now. But uh, it's uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Um, a couple of pitchers that uh, were uh, were weirdly uh, you know injured a couple of weeks ago. We talked about them and then came back and it didn't work. Uh, Max Scherzer and Jacob Degrom. Uh, Degrom came out uh, three innings, eight strikeouts. Didn't I don't think anybody got a hit, uh, but struck out eight of the nine batters he faced and then left with uh, with a, with a tweak in his shoulder. Threw a bullpen session on Saturday, says he's pitching Monday. Um, obviously, if you have a fantasy league, you're using him. But uh, I have no idea whether Jerome's going to go 80 pitches on Monday or three. It's just uh, so, who knows. Yeah. So a couple things. One, you know, he hurt his shoulder swinging the bat is what they said. That's what they said. Uh, yeah. And two, he said this is the soreness he usually feels after a start, but he's feeling it in the start and couldn't shake it. So I was kind of – and that's actually kind of concerning in a way. It's like, okay, now it's, it's getting – Right. more intense but you're supposed to get sore after the start you're not supposed to have hurt like it, it it's a weird like in between between hurt and sore like who knows but i mean like the way he walked off of the th- the three innings i thought he was like done he just walked to the clubhouse and he was gone i just i have no idea i'd probably give him a a week or two off from the mets but uh you know i guess if he's ready to pitch he says he's ready to pitch what are you gonna do but um i'd probably i'd probably would have skipped a start if i were there yeah i think i would too but i don't know what that you know, I guess you know. I don't know the the, the science behind it. What would w- missing one start accomplish? You know, that that's the tricky part here. It is a seven inning game. Keep that in mind. So, yeah. have him just go five, and he's done. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 the start the other day was so nasty. It was just smoking fools, and all of a sudden he walked out. But 
I mean, the, the numbers he's putting up right now are insane. Um, I probably have him stand up there and either bunt or don't swing if on the Mets, but I don't even yes. I don't know what the Mets will do that. But I I think it's at the point now where he's so valuable and so good that I just I, I know he has six RBIs. I get all the hitting stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not having him take any full swings the rest of the way. It's remarkable to me that teams are using the universal DH as a bargaining chip for the players. It's like it's against their own interest. You know, that all these pitchers are getting hurt. Oh, but we're going to give you this. Now give us the playoffs, more playoffs. No. <laughs> right. Come on. Oh, the offseason is going to be rough, Jeff. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, but Max Scherzer, he uh, he did skip his start, and uh, he had a 40-pitch bullpen session on Saturday. He walked out the field and told reporters, I'll see you Tuesday. So it sounds like he's ready to go. Another yeah. guy that, uh, you know, if he's uh, if he's taking the mound on Tuesday in any shape or form, you, you're putting him in your lineup. Yeah, for sure. And I think the interesting thing about Scherzer is, does he get dealt at the deadline? I mean, they had a pretty good oh, weekend wow. against the Mets. Uh, that's, that's That'd be a freaking spicy one. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Nats, they've had to come back before from a bad start, obviously, in 2019. That worked out pretty well. Yeah, and the thing is, they, they've won eight out of the last ten. They they took th- two, three out of four against the Mets this past weekend. They're 33 and 36, so they're doing better now. You know, Sh- you know Schwarber had the three-homer game. But I look at that roster, and I just – is Eric Fetty a ma- major league starter? Is Joe Ross a major league starter? Patrick Corbin pitching well the last couple times out is huge for them. It's big, big, big. And they got to get Strasburg back. Um, but and the funny thing there is, unless the Giants tank, there's there's no like wild card spot really for these team, these five hundred teams to shoot for because the there could be. Yeah. I mean, unless the Giants tank, and it's very possible, but they're twenty games over. The the two wild card spots are very likely to be uh, NLS teams at the moment. Yeah, they're very lucky that the Mets haven't run away with this division. Yeah. That well, and the Mets have had a thousand and one injuries. We just talked about Degrom. I mean, the most important one, but all their bats have been hurt. It seems like at some point this year, uh, no one's talking about the Braves selling off, but we are talking yeah. about the Nets. I think that's interesting. Yeah, and I, I guess I discount the NL Central a little bit. The, both the both the Brewers and Cubs are only a game behind San Diego, so I, I guess they're still in the mix. So, Jeff, interesting stat: uh, the Dodgers today are underdogs for the first time in 150 yes. regular season games since 2019. How is that possible? They didn't have a game where like they were throwing a bullpen game and they were facing Scherzer or Degrom or someone like that. It's crazy to me. They've been favored every game for 150 games. That is a wild stat. Yeah, it, it's it is super wild. It's, they pick their spots when they have had the bullpen starts. Uh, yeah. The Padres, I think they have Darvish going today, yeah, so that's part of it too. Yeah, home um, home game with Darvish against Julio Urias, but uh, I think the, I think the Padres are like minus one twenty five, so it's still a small favorite. But it's amazing the first time you got a, you got a plus line for the Dodgers in, in two years, like that's wild. It is, it is super wild, um, and it's still wild that you know the the Giants have the best record in the National League. Yeah, not just they, in the NL West, the entire National. In fact, in baseball, in baseball, I think yeah, I think yeah. they're they're six thirty nine and. Uh, the, uh, the Astros are the best in the AL at 606. So it's uh, yeah. uh, for all the uh, month ago, like, oh, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Giants tank. Like, they've, 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 uh, they've definitely been still really good. Pitching's been good. Offense has been good. They've been strong. Um, Adamorto Mondesi uh, left the game on Sunday. It seems like every time he comes back, he hits a couple home runs or he, he's playing really well. And then all of a sudden, something comes up. He left with a side issue on Sunday. And it seems like with him, you know, you hope this is minor, but it seems like it never is with him. No. Um, it's minor to me. I don't have them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I don't have them, but uh, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. We don't. I, I'm, and of course, now we we gotta we gotta sweat this one this upcoming week there to find out. Like, okay, they're off. They're off today, of course. They are. Yeah. But a lot of teams are off today. That's the good news. Is yeah. you 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 should be able to manage your you know 
there, there's a there's a confluence of roster spots where you're not you're gonna have to make a decision earlier. But you now the, the the problem is you know you get that injury on a Sunday. Okay, do I bid on a replacement or, or not? And then you're kind of in that kind of in between zone too. They're traveling today too, which means you're not gonna get news today. Uh, that's the other tricky part. You're probably not gonna find anything until tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, that's, and the side stuff, like you just you just worry about the you know, teams are careful about that because you do some one thing and suddenly you're out six weeks. You just don't want to you don't want to make it any worse. Uh, we mentioned the Padres earlier. Uh, everybody in San Diego took a a deep breath yesterday. Fernando Tatis dove for a ball and kind of what some of the people always uh, some of us thought that uh, you know the second he dives in this the wrong way, you know, he felt the shoulder again. Sounds like it was really minor. They're calling him data. He wanted to stay in the game, which obviously they didn't do that, which is good. But he's expected back on Monday. It seems like he keeps skirting uh, it being really, really bad. But uh, I think that, uh, you know, maybe maybe not diving for balls as much to that side. But uh seems like it'd be fine. It seems like we dodged a bullet here on Tatis. Yeah, I'm going to get out of the Fernando Tatis Jr. doomsaying business. Yeah, here. it's uh, just – I mean, and he homers every game anyway. So even if he gets hurt at some point, it's been so good. But I just hope he stays healthy. He's so fun and good for the game. I love watching him play. I just I, – I, I, as someone who's dealt with shoulder injuries, I worry. But uh, not not because of the fact that I don't want something bad to happen or I want to be right. I just I, I just want him to be out there, and I, I just hope he, yeah. can, like, hope he can stay in there. I know he's changed his swing. He's finishing with two hands, which obviously helps a lot too. It's, it's amazing that the dude changed his swing like kind of midseason and still just raking at all times. And brought the fire even like stronger for a little yeah. bit there in that, in that, that first week back actually. Or about after a week – the second week back basically is when he went had that fire yeah. week. A few uh, a few quick notes here because I want to get to a few players at the end here. Uh, Nelson Cruz left early Sunday with some neck soreness. He's playing really well, but it certainly seems like some tweaks and stuff are getting to him. He's uh, he's 40 whatever years old, so I guess that's to be expected. But we'll, uh, the Twins do play today, so we should know they play uh, they play our Reds today, so they, we should know uh, pretty early on that is that is a home game for the Twins. So Nelson Cruz would be playing if it, there is a DH. Right. So um, Jeff McNeil plans to be activated on Monday. You mentioned him earlier for his stellar outfield defense. Uh, it's time to get him back in the lineup. Uh, Albert Alzale coming back. Uh, would you start him this week right off the IL? Jeff, he's got two step. He's got uh, the Indians and then at the Dodgers. That that, sec- that second one makes it a little bit tough, doesn't it? Yeah, especially I I kind of wish that. Yeah, I mean the thing is I wish it were the other way around because you don't mind a shorter outing against the Dodgers. You're like, but against Cleveland, you want a long outing. Now if he gets a Oh man, I, I might still do it, but I'm not I'm, happy about it. I'm I'm throwing him out there. It was a blister. Uh, you got to figure that he, he he's good from that. I, I think I'm doing it. Hopes that he throws five against Cleveland, then maybe skirts through five or six against LA. I just I think he's good enough that I'm probably using it because it's two starts. If it was one Who, against, who's your alternative? Uh, I don't. I actually don't have him. It was just more of a rhetorical question, but okay. um, or more of a hypothetical question than a rhetorical question. Um, right. I think I would. Uh, I think I'd use it just because I think he's good enough. And if it was one start against the Dodgers, it'd be sit for a week and and kind of see how it looks. But with two, I think I'm, I'm throwing it out there. Okay. Uh, a couple of guys, a few guys that sat the weekend. Uh, Jose Ramirez sat uh, Saturday Sunday with a bruised left foot. Another guy just kind of check lineups. Josh Donaldson the same way. Except Josh Donaldson's a calf injury, which we always worry about. It sounds like calf soreness, and they just came out because it was a precautionary thing. But then he missed. Uh, he missed Sunday at Sunday Saturday and Sunday. Um, the Twins, like we mentioned, do play today, so I would check that one. Uh, Luke Voigt playing rehab games. Expect to be activated on Tuesday. If you've been waiting on him or picked him up off the second injury, it's time to get him back in the lineup. Uh, Jeff, we mentioned the Dodgers. Max Muncy and Cody Bellinger playing in simulated games. They both sound pretty close. Uh, the quote was either Tuesday or Wednesday for them. I think that probably makes them sits this week because uh, you just don't know if you're going to get maybe two games or possibly three games. So that makes them really tough because the Dodgers play today and they won't be playing today. It's a seven-game week for the Dodgers. I it might is. roll with them. 
In, in a full season, or a, we have to set lineup for the full week, I agree. In a half week, I think I'm sitting from the first half and getting him in for the weekend. is probably Yeah, that's right. That, yeah, I know. It's yeah. always default to NFBC first. Right. Yeah, and, and, uh, and, and you may not have an option, too. I mean, there's been that's so true. many injuries this year. But, it, yeah. That's, I, that's a good point, though, because a lot of people play where you set it for the full week. And in, in a full week league, uh, I think I've got I've to start. But they're both good enough, uh, great enough, that I would start both of them with the hope that you get uh, – four to five with a shot at six games but probably but probably five is a, is a good number to land on i think that's enough that i'm gonna start him. all right uh mike moustakis on uh, on our reds went in the 60 day il mm. i assume we just drop him what uh how do you feel about him and i guess at 12 i'd probably say drop 15 do you hold uh it's gotta be close though 12 i i definitely dropped yeah. um i i've been holding all this time in online championship what a I didn't know you, I didn't know you had him. Brutal. Sorry, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh brutal. Uh and the thing is, just you look at how it changes the Reds lineup too. It's just uh you get that you're always, always, always getting Kyle Farmer in the lineup now. It's just yep. eh. I mean, good human being. He's useful as a utility guy, but you don't want him starting every single day. Yeah. Someone in the chat asked about Ty France. Uh, that news just came out this morning. He's having an MRI in his wrist. He seems like he uh, he grabbed it. Uh, he got taken out of the game. Uh, that's a concern. Like he, it's too bad because he he raked this week. He had a really big week. I looked at uh, I looked at picking him up in some shallower leagues where he was available, and I did. I ended up not getting him. I'm probably lucky there. But um, MRI in his wrist as a hitter is never a good thing, Jeff. No, it's not. No, it's not. And just man, just have a stretch where you don't you know, you know go unfettered for a while. It'd be nice, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and the thing is, like, they've gotten they, Shed Long has actually been playing well, so that kind of settled second base for them a little walk, bit. Walk, walk off Grand Slam yesterday. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, and he, he, I think he started like seven games in a row. Dylan Moore is back too, so they kind of, you know, France. Yeah. You know, you know the, with France being hurt again, that pretty op- pretty much opens things up for Jake Bowers to play every day. I will say, I mean, the fact that it's an MRI, that's the thing that's scary. Yeah, it means me too. Something. There. Yeah, it's not like he fell a tweak and he seems fine. We go day to day. The fact that he's actually going in for 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 tests is, is usually a pretty bad sign that either he's going IL or if he doesn't, at least he's going to be out for a few games here. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a few players before we get out here. Some guys I want to ask you about. I guess we can't really go this long without talking about Kyle Schwarber's weekend. Um, five home runs, two on Saturday, three Sunday. It's funny. He just like that. He was kind of struggling. Now he has 18 home runs on the year. It's funny. You look at it and you kind of just toss out 2020. It looks like he's kind of just back to the same guy. We always thought he was a, a ton of power, uh, batting average gonna be an issue, but last year he hit 188. The Babbitt was, was really low. And I just think that if he had played a full season last year, he probably just gets back to who he is. I think he's kind of there now. I mean, before today or before yesterday, uh, he had a 50, 50.3% hard hit 14.1% barrel, um, the strikeouts are kind of where they always are, 29%. Walks are about 10%. He, I think he's just who he is. A lot of home runs, going to hit 240 somewhere in there, which is you know valuable in the, in the in this era where batting average is not great. I think I think we're back to the 2019 Schwarber that we all liked. He is like the poacher child for the uh, you know for this era. You know, yeah, like, he really is. Yeah, a lot of Ks, lot, lot low batting average, not much running, not a great defender, but man, he can mash. Uh, they get a day off today, so that kind of gives them a little bit of time. Remember, he uh, left. Yeah. The, he didn't get that chance at the fourth homer because of a, the knee was bothering him a little bit, and said it has been bothering him all weekend. Just think if he had been fully healthy, maybe <laughs> right? <laughs> he would have hit ten homers. No, and it's uh, just the difference between him hitting two forty and buck ninety is like the difference between you being able to being really good in fantasy leagues and being unplayable. So I think it's really good to see that uh, it's come around. I think that we can attribute twenty twenty just a, a small sample, kind of like uh, Joey Gallo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, guys like that, you know, they get hot and cold and we just never got to see their hot streaks because the season ended. 
Yeah, Gallo can run a little bit, whereas Schwarber emphatically cannot. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, and like we said, big stretch for the Nats right now. They got a chance to stay close with the Mets here. Uh, they had a pretty good weekend, you know, set of games with them. They get a uh, makeup of a rainout next Monday against them as well. So they'll have a, a bonus game next week. But uh, yeah, this is a chance for them to make some hay. They go at Philly, at Miami this week, uh, then home against the Mets in that one game in Tampa and the Dodgers. Ooh, that, that, that's a tough week next week. Um, yeah, I guess, a big, big stretch. I mean, if they if they can play well against those teams, maybe it changes their what they think going forward. Yeah. By the way, I, I forgot to mention uh, in the free agent section, I picked up uh, Patrick Corbin for uh, Liss and I in the second chance league, uh, which is a 12-er. Uh, nice. Corbin's, been, Corbin's been pitching well. And, you know, it, it, I'm not a huge fan, but when we were talking about upside. You're just looking for guys that could be yeah. difference makers. You take a chance on someone like that. I picked him up last week in my online. Oh, he had, you're I'm, ahead of the game. I'm tanking in. I'm taking in wins. I'm really bad in wins, so I'm trying to get anybody with a pulse of the two starts. And I had I had to bid on him, and it uh, it was it might have been my best uh, my best two star week of the entire year was a, a free agent pickup. So that'll tell you how the rest of my roster is uh, is doing pitching wise. No, it tells you that you were smart and ahead of the curve, and it worked out. It did. So I, and I held him. I, my thought was I'm going to stream him, get these two starts, and get out of here. But I, I held him. I'm probably going to throw him this week against Miami. Yeah. Talk to me about uh, Jose Altuve out of nowhere with the huge June right now. He's hitting 296, 16 home runs, Jeff. It's crazy. 53 runs, 39 RBS, only two stolen bases. I think we can kind of toss out the uh, the old stolen base years with Altuve. But career-high 41.4% hard hit rate, career-high 8.1% barrel. Um, the K rates dropped more to round normally. He struck out a little bit more last year, and he's down to 15%. You think we could kind of just? I think we could probably just toss out 2020 without Tuve. There were so many things going on with the Astros yeah. last year, and also the small sample. It looks like that's uh, he—he's kind of back to who he was maybe in, in 2019 when he hit a bunch of home runs, um, didn't strike out, you know, 15% strikeout rate, high average, no stolen bases. I think we kind of we're back to that 2019 guy. It seems right now. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, and you know, a lot of smart people. I'm not one of them. Uh, said you know, just toss out 2020. Um, yep. And, you know, he isn't going to run. And so that that yeah. is going to be, you know, a little bit of drag on his value, especially because we're looking for stolen bases from our middle infielders frequently. Uh, but when you're you're hitting like he's hitting, I mean, you deal with that there. You, if you get a repeat of 2019, you're more than fine. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I always thought the 31 home runs, I like, kind of stuck out. Like, where did that come from? Happy fun ball. But, I mean, he's he's halfway there already, and we've played 60 games. Yeah. He's, and, he's I mean, played 60 I'll, games. With, with the – Power down across the board, 20, yeah. 25 homers would be a pretty good season. Now, granted, we're already at 16. I'm going to be greedy. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to settle for eight more homers the rest of the season. I want I want 30. <laughs> I want that 15 more homers. So, But and we might get it. Yeah. Another guy who's uh, who's mashing right now, and I got to talk about is, is my boy Matt Olson in Oakland. I hit his 20th home run on Sunday. Craziest thing, craziest stat about Matt Olson last year. He, he just he was he was brutal last year. He struggled. He looked like he was pressing, and he looked like as the year went on, he was pressing more. Uh, he uh-huh. had, he had, he had buck ninety five last year. He's in three hundred five right now. Strikeout rate last year was thirty one point five percent. Jeff this year sixteen point two percent. This is a why, and that's not gonna that's not gonna stick. But like that cutting that in half. Apparently, he said he used some machine that available was available at Dick's or something that it, like really has helped his <laughs> his it helped his like uh, he's only it's like a hundred dollar machine that like you can see like spots on the ball or something. It's, they call it the red machine. And Tommy Lastella apparently used it a lot last year and introduced the A's to it. But apparently, it's, it really helps uh, recognizing pitches and all that. But hard hit rates fifty point eight percent, barrel rates a career high fifteen percent. I mean, this is this is the profile of a guy that's flat out elite right now. Yeah, it sure is. And it's the, the guy that ha- this is the why he had so much helium in last year's drafts. 
it was just delayed. You know, it's, it's funny thing is you, you when you mentioned you brought him up here and today you're like struggled all year, all you know, two months. You know, yeah, basically. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, you have time to work stuff out again. Yep. Or and whereas last year you just didn't. And I, I think it, I think one of the things that with it being a short season last year is it, I think it made players press more. I do too. Because and you, you could, and you can't. Yeah, I like to say you can see it, but you can't see it. But you like, you could almost see it with Olsen last year. Like, you got to, and the A's were contending, and he was trying to contribute. Mm-hmm. And like that, the last like three or four weeks, when the you know end of the season, it was the second month. But you could, you could just tell that he was, he was trying to like, he was trying to guess early. He was trying to swing early. He's trying to make cuts. He's not trying to not strike out again. You could right. just see his at bats changing a little bit. And I watched them a lot. You could just, you could just see it was different at bats last year. He was, he was definitely pressing. He was. And but I mean, I, it's a sixty percent strikeout rate's not going to last. But if you get him at like a 21% strikeout, right? Like the guy is just going to be unbelievably valuable. You get no stolen bases, but all the other stats will be there. If he can strike out that level, I mean, he'll be just insanely good. He will. Uh, talk to you about the Adam, Alex Verdugo is interesting. We talk a lot about when, you know, Mookie Betts and the Dodgers won the World Series bets last year. And oh my God, I can't believe the Red Sox traded him. But Verdugo has been really good for the Red Sox so far, hitting 289, uh, nine home runs, 43 runs, 32 RBIs. Uh, been really, really good. His, his K rate's insane, twelve percent. Like a guy that makes a ton of contact. Swing strike rate's down to under six percent. Uh, fly ball rate's under thirty percent. So probably and always has been. Probably puts a, a cap on the home runs. So I think that you know the home runs we're seeing now is probably probably his top level at the moment. But this is a pretty good player right now. How do you feel about Verdugo kind of going into the summer here? Um, I, I mean, kind of a little. I, I thought status quo, but maybe that's not uh, giving him enough credit. You know, he, I always look at him as a pretty good average guy. Guy that's going to score a lot of runs at batting in front of JD Martinez and yeah. uh, Xander Bogarts and great spot. Yeah, I mean, four for four in stolen base attempts. I like to see him run a little bit more because you're not expecting a ton of power. But you know, this is a guy that could probably end up with 15 to 20 homers while hitting for good average and and, and scoring a ton of runs. That that's a useful player. Yeah, I mean, career career. He's a two ninety hitter. I mean, and I, when you're in an era where you know everybody's hitting two thirty five and the league's hitting two thirty five, a guy that hits two ninety is. I mean, I, you could try to throw him like you mentioned with the run score. You're going to get that, and if you get any pop or steals, he becomes he becomes way more valuable really really quickly. He does. A couple more guys I want to talk about before we get out of here. We both uh, got to jump, but uh, Jared Walsh is. Uh, and there was a lot of talk about him last year. He got called up and he hit really well, but he's quietly putting together a massive season in, in Anaheim. I did not realize he had 18. I knew he was doing well, but he is he's hit 290 with 18 home runs, 40 runs, 51 RBIs. He's he's full. We had the, we talk about the short season, like maybe he could toss some of these guys out. He's fully backing up his 2020 breakout. Um, the K rates up last year. You know, last year last year was crazy low, but it's kind of closer to his minor level. So he does break out a lot of 28%, but hard hit rate 42%, huge 14% barrel guy. Uh, I don't know. Walsh is uh, Walsh has been hugely valuable for where he got drafted this year. How do you kind of feel about him going forward? Do you think we're looking at uh, just a, just a big masher? Do you think he's been hot? Where do you feel about uh, how do you feel about Walsh the rest of the way? I like him. I like yeah. him a lot. Um, I, you know, he. You know, I, I did a uh, article on the Lindy stats. You remember we had Lindy yep. uh, last year? And yep. One of those was just a simple one: RBI plus uh, runs divided by plate appearances. And he stood out. It was like Angels got to play this guy more often. The Angels like, oh yeah. We need to. Goodbye, Albert. Yeah, uh, they, finally. They, they finally figured it out too, and the, the playing time stuff that we're. I think we're a little bit worried about in the in the preseason is totally gone. I mean, I just I, this, eighteen home runs is. Like, I, I thought he had twelve or thirteen. I looked up. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's massive. Yeah, he is. Uh, hit him for average too, and you know, getting high average power is not easy to find. Uh, and he probably qualifies at first and in outfield. Like to get two more games in the outfield. Probably won't happen now, but 
if we could get two more, then we get outfield now, uh, eligibility next year too. It would be nice. He, that he need a couple of those like mid game ones where like they, they pinch it for someone and he just shifts out there and moves some in. You need a couple sneaky ones, probably the way to get it. Yeah. Uh, Denelson Lamette is, has been tough to figure out fantasy wise. He was popular. Then he had the injury and he wasn't as popular. And then he kind of moved up a little bit, uh, pitched really well on Sunday, five innings and finally got to five, four hits, one walk, seven strikeouts. Only the second time he's completed five innings, which has made him very difficult to use. Cause you're just, you're kind of tossing out one of the four stats he can contribute to. You can't get wins if he doesn't go five innings, but seems like they're stretching that a little bit more. I think that, uh, I think we all feel he's kind of a ticking time bomb where at some point he's going to, he's going to throw a pitch and his arm's going to hurt. and He's going to come out. But 32 innings only, but a 2.8 ERA. Um, the K rate's actually down. The velocity's down too, which maybe he's kind of trying to kind of trying to baby that arm a little bit. It's down from 97 to 94, 95 and a half. Uh, K rate's down to 26%. So still a, a usable range, but not kind of the elite guy he was last year. Mm-hmm. How do you handle Lamette right now? I mean, if you if you if you own him, do you have to start him? I guess you probably do until he breaks. But uh, how do you feel about him? I have none of him just because I was worried that you could get 10 innings out of him pretty easily. Um, he's up to 32, but it's still been, it's still been tough to use so far, despite how good the innings have been. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, uh, I have exactly none of them too, for the same reasons. Um, you know, like you said, you know, only, I think it's the second time he's gotten five innings. Uh, you know, that means it's hard to get wins when you're being used as a starting pitcher. Uh, the wit, the walks are a little higher too. Uh, 131 whip. You mentioned the velocity. I didn't see what the velocity was last night or uh, yesterday afternoon. See if that might have differed from a season long, but right. you know it's down a mile and a half though on the fastball. I mean, it's not just down; it's down a, a pretty good chunk. Yeah, so that, that, there's there's enough there that like he's been pitching well, and I, he's still nasty. But I just wonder if. Uh, I, I think if I if I had him and I'm in a trade league, I'd, I'd I'd probably try and use that start yesterday and see if anybody wants to bite on him with the with the upside. Yeah, I think that's right. Anybody else that uh, you want to discuss? Uh, I know we've kind of hit everybody on the list here, and we're uh, jumping off. You're off to do the Sirius XM show. Anybody else you want to talk about before we jump out? No, I think we're good. Beautiful. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the Monday morning version this week. Uh, we thank uh, we thank WinBet for the sponsorship. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. If you could please rate or review the podcast, it goes a long way to helping us also. Uh, any other questions or anything else you want to talk about, hit us up on Twitter. We'll be happy to answer questions there. Uh, other than that, we'll be back at you, uh, Jeff, next Sunday night. Yep. Looking forward to normality. Beautiful. Yeah. Some normality is, uh, is always a good thing. So anybody, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. You have me watching the live stream. Hope it was a good fantasy week and take care. Spring is in the air at Littleton coin company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase with a wide selection of coins, paper, money, supplies, and more. Littleton coin company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at LittletonCoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.